Hi, everybody. Welcome to Monsters of Talk. My name is Margaret Cho, and I'm here with Jim Short. Hey, though. Hi there. Hi. <laughs> we are celebrating today because our, um, you know, somebody that we didn't even know, uh, not really our friend, but somebody that has been in the public eye for quite a long time, and, and the consciousness of him uh, uh, sort of has been around. Uh, Gomer Pyle, a very, very influential kind of character. Mm -hmm. Yeah, really. Really? Did you ever did you watch that when you were a kid? I watched uh, Gomer Pyle, and then you discovered, uh, you know, after that, that he was on the uh, Andy Griffith show. Yes, yes, that's right. Which it, I saw Gomer Pyle first, uh -huh. and then discovered him on that one, you know, so yeah. Right. Because um, Andy Griffith was, uh, I don't know if it, I don't know if it was as appealing to me as a child as, um, for some reason, Gomer Pyle was very appealing to me. He was a, he was such a, a goofy character, such an odd, good-natured, mm -hmm. it was just so, re so, so like, so, sort of sweet as well. Very sweet. Whereas, whereas Andy Griffith, you got in, I think you get into that later because I think you got to be a little bit older to get into that, but Gomer Pyle is just so goofy. Well, Gomer Pyle was so goofy and so um, cartoon-like. He was a good transition from animation to live action. Oh, yeah, yeah. Because he, he seemed like a, a character that was drawn. You know, there was something kind of boyish and handsome about it, but he, he also was very um, uh, kind, and he just seemed a little bit like maybe he was a distilled dwarf, like, you know, the <laughs> seven, Snow White and the Seven Dwarfs. You know, they had taken all these qualities, and they distilled them all into one person. That yeah, sort yeah, of was yeah. him. Yeah. Or, um, I'm not sure, but he... Uh, he never really struck me as heterosexual either. He always seemed to be quite, um, I don't know, uh, not, not exactly um, androgynous, but there was something about him that seemed queer. Yeah. I think. But, um, and he had, he, he had so many different qualities that he was a very, very good singer. Right, right. And he was a good chef. And he had a very complicated relationship with Sergeant Carter. Yes, which was his superior. He he it, it, he had total love for that man. Yes, but there was a bit of a power exchange. Yeah. Also, you know, because yeah. it was <laughs> it was a kind of a dominant um, military. Very, but he was very submissive to to very, that, right? Yeah. Yeah, extremely submissive. But then at times the roles would reverse. I think that was like the main comedy that was. Uh, in um, Gomer Pyle is that somehow Sergeant Carter would be subservient to Gomer. Oh yeah, okay. Every yeah. every once in a while there would be like this reversal of fortunes. Right. But um, he always seemed to me to be kind of um, homosexual icon, Gomer Pyle. Do you, do you think that, that that was the underlying message of this? Perhaps like it was um, something that like uh, it it was they were trying to introduce a new kind of metrosexual. <laughs> so way back, way back. Well, he was a metrosexual. I mean, yeah. he was also very much, um, I think, in demand with ladies. Wasn't that one of those qualities of the, Gomer well, Pyle? The, well, the, he always had. Um, I'm trying to remember on the show, he had he had that one girl that was really into him. Mm-hmm. But he, I don't think anything ever happened. With well, the, I know nothing ever happened. Well, yeah, now we know. But um, but but do you think do you think when you say that you always picked up on that, do you think like that was that was not necessarily their message. It's just that he was just so gay that he, you were able to pick that up. <laughs> I think that maybe that's what it is, is that he was so gay and that he was really, um, he also was such a complete man. You know, there were so many different qualities about him right. that um, 
seemed uh, contradictory, but actually they, they, they make up the qualities of a perfect gay man. It was like, you know, all these different things he could do. He was very multi-talented, but also very charming and mm-hmm. genteel and um, also in the military. So, you know, there was, you know, that's sort of that side to him, too. I was always terrified that they might go to war. Well, you got to figure at this point it was it, there was a war going on. So mm-hmm. how was he? How did he not go? Yeah, how did he not go? And then, um, and it it was is it don't ask, don't tell. Was he openly homosexual? No, he had no, he had no, no, no. That, um, but was Jim Neighbors openly homosexual? Like when did he actually today? Yeah, he's never what, actually what, the come day out. of this recording. I think is the day the news basically has come out that. That he's been married. So he got married in uh, Washington, yeah. in Seattle. Yeah. And uh, he's been with his partner for a long time. I, I, I see that. But um, I didn't even know he was alive. That's, is that the shocking part to you, that he, still, he was still alive? Yeah. That's the, really amazing. Right, right. I mean, um, the, the, I think that's nice, though, that we've come this, to this point now. We're at a point now where he, could, he, can, he can be married mm-hmm. and his character could actually now be in the military. Yes. <laughs> and be open. Like, both of those are cool. Well, but they're not cool all over, though. Only in, only in, in Washington and a few other states, though. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. So it's not complete. Not but. completely, but, um, you know, now... I mean, that's a, that's a great thing. That's a really, really cool observation. And, I mean, it, you know, it's weird how the, the, that show, even though it was such a long time ago, and even when we were kids, it was already... Um, it had already been a very old show. It was in yeah, reruns. right. You know, but how, how long it, it sort of stayed in the public consciousness and how kind of a weird, what a weird concept. I guess it was probably developed around gym neighbors because, you know, they, they, there were all these qualities. Like they see this person, they're like, oh my God, I have to make a TV show from. <laughs> we got to, yeah, we got to, we got to make this. We got to do, we got to, well, they spun his character off. They spun it out from. Um, and he just spun from it, there, didn't he? He just kept, the girl, kept she, spin- she, she kept spinning, honey. <laughs> she was spinning. But it was like, um. <laughs> What was Mayberry RFD then? Was that another spin-off? That was after Andy Griffith left, and it was Ken Berry. Oh, okay. Oh, so that was a different. It was yeah, a I different think Andy show. was done, and it was Ken Berry was the other, the other sheriff. Because mm-hmm. the show, the show transit. Once Don Knotts left, it became a different show too. Oh, okay. Gosh, Don Knotts is he alive? No, Don Knotts is. He's dead. Don Knotts is dead and straight. Oh, okay. I always thought he was gay too. I think, but those kind of characters, though, they I, maybe they gave off that sort of because they he he was so sort of um, Barney Fife was like an old lady. Yes, Barney, Fife. like old Granny <laughs> Fife or something like that. He was such a like prissy old lady sometimes. He really so was. So maybe that's what that was. And it was kind of like a drag too. That always <laughs> it always struck me as a kind of drag. Like Barney Fife was always like a drag. Who else were the other? There was always really weird characters on that show there was also um the uh what was the barb floyd floyd the barber very strange just odd just an odd character like i'm not gonna get near that guy he's got a straight razor yeah and just really um just uh had that kind of a uh, mustache and almost was um i'm not sure what it was he seemed like it was high or <laughs> something <laughs> that that it's it's borderline like challenged Mm-hmm. Or high, yeah. You can't really quite tell. Yes, they're all like that. Then, then Goma was replaced by uh, uh, the Goober character, his oh, his Goober. cousin, oh Goober, who was just um, just another weird. Yeah, another that was weird a guy. weird. And it, I always thought I, I was confused Goober with Jughead. 
from, <laughs> from um, uh, Archie, Archie Comics. Because they had the same kind of weird hat that yeah, had the right. points. That's right, yeah. It was almost like a, a, a like it looked, I don't know what it looked like. It looked like they, the hats that look like you put your head through a wall <laughs> and then backed up. <laughs> so it had these points. Like, yeah, those little point things that sort of curled over. Yeah, so it was like a jester. That's gest- exactly uh, what it jester. was. Like, a just sort of a jester hat, yeah. Or uh, like you put your head through a wall. It was very weird. These um, they, these old like television show, show characters. That that show was particularly surreal. And then there's Aunt B, um, who always seemed, uh, I don't know, that she seemed kind of kind of um, I don't know, malicious, or scary. Aunt B, even though she was kind. She was kind, but it was there was a passive aggressive kindness to her. Mm-hmm. Like you know, like if you crossed her in any way, or she thought there was something wrong, she'd 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 get she'd get really upset with you. Right. And, but then, oh no, I'm fine, I'm fine, I'm, I'm, I'm okay, I'm okay. And then she'd go pout yes. somewhere. Yeah, there was something very um, sinister about her. And I, I think, um, I think it, yeah, it was a weird show. But in any case, it spawned Gomer Pyle and now he's married. And I think that's wonderful. I just, I just want to think of his, his sergeant, you know, now going, I, I can't hear you. <laughs> I'm out. I can't hear you. <laughs> oh, I can't hear you. <laughs> but it's very, um, yeah, it's it's a very a wonderful thing. Um, so that's like a really great, great thing. I mean, I love it when um, there's, there's gay marriage and it, 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 it's sort of a very happy thing that people announce. And it, it, it's, um, you know, it's amazing to see somebody like that, that is some, you know, that's icon from a different world. Almost, right, right. Um, be married and, you know, that's a great thing for gay marriage. And for him at like 82, yeah, you know, to, to finally get that chance to do it. That's fantastic. Yeah. You know? It doesn't have to end. And it, it's a really, it's a great thing. And um, it's a great thing for television. And television has been good to me the last two days. I've been watching Downton Abbey. Do you watch Downton Abbey? You know what? I'll tell you this. And it, and it sort of comes up with some stuff I was going to ask you about. I watched the first couple of series of it. Mm-hmm. And it's, I love it. You know, it's mm-hmm. great. I, ha- I, I, I don't have cable. So I don't have a DVR anymore. Mm-hmm. I just have antenna on my, you know, I've digital everything, but I don't get the PBS channels and I'm out a lot. Yeah. So I'm going to catch it on DVD mm-hmm. eventually when it comes out. Mm-hmm. But I guess some big things have happened recently. Yes. And I tried to shelter myself from oh, this. Oh, okay. And I couldn't because on Facebook, everybody has to immediately run their bitch ass to their computer <laughs> or their phone and type out the big thing that just happened. Right. So right. even though I don't know what happened, I know what's happened. And I'm, I'm a bit pissed off about these I digital know. big mouths <laughs> ruining, ruining. I mean, it's one thing. Okay, it, it happened like two days ago. And, yeah. I, and I already know what's happened. And I'm, I'm a bit annoyed. But I'm still looking forward to seeing the show. But, um, but so, you're, you're, you're totally into it's it, so right? so good. I'm totally into it. But Selene actually ruined it for me because um, she uh, said, oh, I can't believe that so-and-so, so-and-so. And All then, right. Because we were talking about the show. And I go, what? Really? Uh, oh, and then I, I couldn't dislodge the knowledge. I mean, I still enjoyed it very much. But, but it, I, I want to have, I want that, the, the thing to, that got me is I want to enjoy the surprise of it. Yeah. And I saw some, some posts online, like the big thing that happened on Downton Abbey. I'm like, this will be interesting in six months when I get to see it. Yes. You know, but then, then people give it away. And it's weird that people who are in entertainment, who are a lot of the people I have on my Facebook and Twitter and everything like that, 
those people give it away. Yeah. Like, you guys should know. Yeah, you should know. Keep a secret for a couple of days. Exactly. Or, you know, some scripts are, don't, don't, don't do like a spoiler thing so we don't read what you have to say. Exactly, exactly. But you, so you're into Downton because I remember years ago going to your house in the, in the 1990s <laughs> and you were all EastEnders. Oh, I love EastEnders. Well, you know, I love any kind of uh, British. Um, right. Soap opera. Right. You know, because I think that what it is, is that uh, the culture, as far as, as much as I know about British culture, is that they're very emotionally repressed. And it's a lot about um, keeping up appearances. And that's why their soap operas are so great, because you get to see underneath all of that. They're yeah. much more tortured than anybody could imagine. And, um, and, and Downton Abbey is great because it really has all of the different class elements that I just don't really understand. It was Americans we don't really know right, about. Right, right. You know, all of those particularities of class and um, service and, and, and how things were done and those kinds of things like protocol. And I find white people to be very exotic. <laughs> you know they're, they're so oh, it's, look at how they live they have wow, all look these, at that these look at that existence amazing things you know and and um one of the reasons i love the show is because of the dog they you, you know the dog that um yellow lab yeah that they yeah, have yeah. and um it's beautiful it's called isis Right, and it's right. very languid and it moves really sensually like it wa like walks around and really is the boss of everything but um i i uh watched the end of the series to season three and then um i thought i had missed some things so i went back to the first episode and oh, i yeah. was watching it um this morning and um so the dog is isis and it's been a uh, girl this whole time well well like um t this t the episode the first episode that i watched the lead character the earl of grantham like leans down to pet isis and he goes he goes there that's all right boy really? called isis a boy and so now I've been really freaked out all day. <laughs> Something's going on. Is that maybe that's that maybe that's the reveal of season four where the dog changes gender or something maybe. like that or whatever. But I had missed it or something because I know that there's stuff that I missed because they what they do is they layer the stories. Yeah, right, right. So there, there's all of these little details that I think, oh, maybe I just didn't notice that the first time around. So I wanted to go back and because I didn't realize like. For instance, the butler, uh, not the butler, but the um, servant Thomas had a relationship with uh, Lady Sybil or not, not any kind of intense relationship, but that they were, they were somewhat close or, or something because um, he was very upset. And, and so I, I was like, I didn't even know that they had spoken. So yeah, I don't remember that. Yeah, I don't remember that either. But in this uh, last episode that I just saw that everybody's talking about, right, I just right, noticed right. that he had been um, talking about her and I thought, uh, I don't remember their interaction and maybe I had not. Uh, noticed it when it happened because those characters hadn't really formed in in my mind as a presence. Right, right, right. But um, but the dog. Do you think he just called him boy by mistake? That like the actor himself, like maybe. But it seems like they would. <laughs> they have like a, they need. You know, a, like things just slip by and they go. Oh, that, that's a mistake. Yeah. In the, in the thing, because if the if the dog is female. Yes. Through the other two seasons. Yes. I think the dog, but the dog is female. But then I'm thinking, or maybe, it's a female dog playing a male dog. Could be. Like they just say that. Could be. Or um, it could be a different dog now because this story also is spread out over time. You know, the thing about Downton Abbey is that um, it, there is no um, real acknowledgement or real set acknowledgement of time because years could pass oh, yeah, or right. months could pass um, until the next scene. You know, they have like 
um, not a set understanding of, okay, this is the same day or this is the same week. You know how mm-hmm. some series kind of will go like, okay, this is, um, it's all happening this week. And so these are different days of the week that these scenes are occurring. But the, Downton could actually have years between that stuff. So it could just be a, a, another dog in the line of dogs. Oh, okay. So <clears throat> it could be, it could be, it could be, um, just another dog, but it looks like the exact same dog. It though. looks like the exact same dog. So if anybody out there listening has a an an, an explanation to, As why, to what's going on in the dog story, to the dog story, on Dogton Abbey, <laughs> Dogton Abbey. <laughs> that uh, well, that, that brings up something I was gonna I was gonna mention too. We had somebody, a couple of people have tweeted that we spoiled Django. Oh, we did. But I I say that we didn't spoil Django. We talked about we might have we might have blown a joke. Mm-hmm. I, I think we can admit to maybe that mm-hmm. about the eye hole um, uh, s- scene because we talked about it. But I don't think we get we didn't give away any endings. Can... Or, I mean, we didn't no. mention in the end. You find out that Django's really a ghost, <laughs> and uh, and he sees dead white people. But yes. um, we didn't give away. But because I hate, I hate people that ruin stuff. So I know. I, I, I think I, I will apologize that maybe we might have blown one joke in the movie. I don't think so. I but mean, t- possibly, but we didn't give much away. No, I don't know if you can give away uh, plot things in, in a movie like that because everybody knows kind of what what the that, sto- what that movie's about. Well, the story is kind of a very traditional. Um, um, genre films, so it's not like uh, one of those plot twisty kind of things where you're like, oh, surprised by the story. That's a very '90s Quentin Tarantino thing, is when you're very, very surprised by the way the story turns out. Right, right. But with Django, it is kind of, a, in a sense, a very straightforward genre film. So yeah, and we and we didn't really go into any of the, especially the later plot details. But uh, you know, that's what somebody tweeted, and I just, mm. I'm sorry, I'm, I'm sorry, sorry. That maybe we might have, but. Uh, I don't, uh, I'm going to give this spoiler <laughs> alert right here. I I actually die at the end. <laughs> that's sad. I know. It's sad, but that's the truth. It's really so sad. So in case anybody's wondering, I, I, there you go. It's, well. I'm not going to make it. I, 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 I hope that it's not that. <laughs> well, I don't know when the end is, but. <laughs> we're we're, at, we're at pulling it for is, you. Yeah. But, but yeah, Downton, I, I'm, I'm excited to see it, but. I think I just have to hide away from I from think all, so. all. I I had a joke a few years ago. You know, you know, you come up with a joke. Maybe you tell your friends mm-hmm. because it's not a joke for the stage. Mm-hmm. It was about Gosford Park, mm-hmm. but it's mm-hmm. basically this. You know, the same yeah. creator. My joke about Gosford Park that I, I I say now about Downton Abbey is it's like I still find it a little bit. I don't know about if I'd say racist, but like but like there's no uh, actors of color in the whole thing, right? Like none at right. all. Like mm-hmm. even the servants are played by white people. <laughs> but of course, because it's that part of England, you know, at right. that time, of course, there, there are none, you know. No, so. but that's what's so disappointing for me because those kinds of dramas, the film, like Merchant Ivory films or any kind of Edith Wharton kind of thing, like, or Jane Austen, those are really things that I love and mm-hmm. I would love to be in, but there's never... Anyway, I mean, right. unless they do some kind of film about the opium trade <laughs> <laughs> or something, I don't think I'll be able to be in any of those movies, which is really sad for me because that's to me the ultimate. It would be the best to be um, in a in a drama like that or a comedy like that, just because I love all the costuming and I love the idea of period right. things. But um, yeah, I could never. Uh, 
unless you did some sort of um, whatever. Uh, sometimes they have a wild casting on Shakespearean. Right, exactly. Plays. Like, like, and that's more for the stage. Yeah, that's like Shakespeare than, in the park. Than movies and stuff like that. But yeah, that would be cool. You should do that. You should do a. A period movie. <laughs> I would love to do. Well, I really, I would because that to me is really the kind of things that I love to watch and right. like Sense and Sensibility and and um, I think uh, the actors, especially on Downton Abbey, are so good because they're really they're really all about restraint. You know, they're really not showing off or, right. or screaming or or crying or whatever. They're very very restrained, and that's one of the things that I love about. Uh, British drama is that restraint that they show, and I, I don't think I'll ever really be able to. <laughs> You couldn't be restrained, right? Show be, the restraint. You just come in and just bitch everybody out. Just scream. But that maybe that's what they need. They just they maybe maybe you should be in the next season. Yes. Just but come in and just like you know, uh, the, the, we got a very distant cousin who's coming in here <laughs> and she is pissed. She's gonna scream. She's not taking any of this bullshit anymore. She's gonna take everybody down. But it it's there's some things that I watch and I'm like, is this going to be something like the, there's certain people like I. Characters I don't trust, such as um, I don't really trust uh, Mr. Bates. Oh no! There's something about him. He seems, but he seems like such a good. I know I haven't seen any of this season, so I don't know if there's darker. No. That that prison has brought out of him. Mm -hmm. But um, I can say he's in prison, right? I didn't yes. ruin anything. No, don't. No, I think no, everybody knows that by yeah. now. Uh, but he always seemed like the straightforward, moral, ethical. He would, he will go to jail mm -hmm. rather than grass on somebody else sort of thing you right know? right but uh is is, there, is this just your it's just my it's your feeling it's totally my feeling it has nothing to do with the actual story but i'm kind of always a little bit looking at him like oh there's something about him that i don't trust whereas i trust thomas implicitly but he's been a bastard the whole way through. That's what I... I think, I, you, I think you just picked the wrong ones. That's just, your problem, I'm right? bad judge of you character. Just, you just, you'd be hanging out with Thomas forever I and ever. Be. And then that bitch would stab you in the back. She would so stab me. Well, Thomas is a great character, though, because really, truly evil characters are always my favorite because they really are the most predictable. Right, right, right. Because <laughs> you know exactly what they're going to do. And that's why I sort of think, well, they're the ones that I would trust. I, I love Thomas and I love O'Brien. I really think she's great. She's the the the, she's the like, head sort of um, housemaid one. She, yeah, she's, she's the, the one that put the maid. soap under the yeah right yeah that that, that old that, that old, old bitch that old bitch. Well, she's really looks exactly like Ann B. Davis who played Alice oh, yeah, on the right. Brady yeah, Bunch. Yeah, yeah. I mean, exact looks exactly like a younger uh, Ann B. Davis, but really, really mean, nasty Alice. Mean, nasty Alice, and she. But there is something about her too. There is an undercurrent of kindness that she. You can tell she's so in love with Lady Grantham, right? Like right. just deeply in love with her, and and uh, so much so that you never see it. Right, right. It's so it's so well mixed into the character that it doesn't come out at all. It doesn't come yeah, out yeah, at all. Yeah. You could just see the glimmer of it underneath everything. And um, I I just wish that her and Thomas would be friends again because they were they were a great team. Oh yeah, they're on the outs. Well, sort of. I mean, they were always sort of a little bit. Mm -hmm. You know, they're both treacherous. Well, it's that alliance, but they don't trust each other either because they they both know the shit that each other has done. Right, right. So it's very, um, it's very. I mean, it's a very intense. It's intense because I love all of the characters, and it's very, it's it's very exciting. What do you think your job would be if you were at Downton Abbey? Which which one would you feel the most comfortable doing? I would definitely be. Um... I definitely would either be the driver. Oh, Tom Branson. 
Or, I mean, as far as the character or, or what Because jo- I, I hate his character, though. Oh, you do? I hate his character. The Irish, the Irish the, guy? The Irish socialist guy. He, mm-hmm. I just hate his character for some reason. Mm-hmm. Maybe because he's he's run off with the... with the, the She's the she's the daughter that everyone should be interested in. I know, the other she's two. beautiful. She's, yeah. Well, so amazing. Mm-hmm. But... Um, um, and nice. She's the only one that's she's really nice. nice. And she's yeah. like, I'm going to be a nurse. I'm going to, yeah. you know, I'm going to help people. She's loving. I mean, the, the, the main one... Um, Lady Mary. Yeah, I couldn't remember her name. Yeah. I mean, she, uh, she's good. She's great. But she's just you know, full of bullshit. <laughs> I, I couldn't, who could be asked with that, you know, yeah, that yeah. business. But um, what? But I, I wouldn't want to be, I don't like his character, but I would I'd probably either drive or I'd just shine shoes. Mm-hmm. I think I would be a wonderful lady's maid. So I would be would like be O'Brien, O'Brien. So I would, I'm really, I could follow people with an umbrella. You know, like it's a very, yeah, just walking very, around with that just umbrella. A umbrella following or um, just I, I feel like I would be very good at that, you know, because I'm very good at uh, secrets, mm-hmm. <laughs> keeping secrets. And also um, I can fade into the background if need be. Right. Um, and also uh, I, I'm a good sewer. <laughs> you can sew. Yeah, I can. <laughs> that's, per- that's perfect. You've got, I think you're tailor-made. I'm, I'm absolutely that. tailor-made. But would you be scheming? Would you be, would you be running the house? I would you be Would you be plotting behind the scenes for I all that don't stuff, think or would you just so. be happy to be, be having think, a gig? I think I would be just happy to have a job. You know, I'm never, I'm not really a schemer or a plotter. I, I never really have been. You know, I know people who are like that. I've never, I've never really wanted. I don't have that the, the craving for power so yeah, much. Yeah, yeah. It, it's just nice to be in there. Yeah, yeah, it's a nice just, house. You'd be happy to have the job. Mm-hmm. I think I would be. Too. I, it is weird though when you look at like what kind of life is that where somebody puts your shirt on for you. I know. And somebody zips up your, your trousers and, what, you know, all that it's kind of weirdness. Weird. Like, as a, as a, I mean, I see the, the, the women at that time, they wore very complicated outfits. Mm-hmm. So maybe you did need some extra help. But can you just think about, I think I even, I think I even heard something about like, uh, even modern day now with the royals, there's the, the queen still has all that stuff and mm-hmm. somebody's got to run the bath. And like, at what point? At what point don't you go? Fuck! I'll run my own bath. I'm okay. Yes. You can knock off for today. I'll, I'm good with this. Yes. But it's that weird tradition that's sort of still kept up. But for me, somebody, you know, putting my my clothes on for me would just feel like weird. I think yeah. doesn't that even happen in in one of the series where the where Crawley, he doesn't want that. He doesn't. He right. doesn't want some bloke dressing him. Right. Because I can I can do it myself. Right. I think, and that's, I think that's what I would, I would be that guy, like, you know, I'll, I'll handle my own trousers, thank yes, you. you are very Matthew Crawley. Yeah, that's actually <laughs> fitting because you're you're like, what? I don't need that. You're like, I don't need all that weird, you know, I, stuff you know, like. I, I am, I'm totally, I'm not, I, pomp and, and circumstance and all that stuff, ceremony, mm-hmm. I'm just not into any of it. Right. I'm not into, and some people love it. Like, if I ever got married, it would be, and that's never going to happen, it would be, it would be run away and go do it with, with you know, mm-hmm. give five pounds to a witness, mm-hmm. you know, down the, down, you know, down the, the, you know, city hall. And then we'd go down the pub. <laughs> <laughs> go down the pub. But there wouldn't be gigantic. I'm just, ceremony to me doesn't, does not interest me. Right. So all of that sort of thing, I just, I don't think I could, I could be asked with any of that. No, it is, it is something that is a burden. I mean, it's really annoying to deal with all that stuff. But at the same time, you know, if you're looking at historically, even, 
even though it seems weird and servile, those people are given their identity by their service. You know, they they have right. they have a, a reason for being because they are doing all of those things. You know, that they are servants, but being a servant is really important to them because they've they've worked to get to where they are, and the um, the ritual of it is their identity. So I think that's something yeah. that. It, it, it is something that makes sense too. Like, oh, I get that. That's why that's their ambition and, and that's their role in life. And they, they don't want to be robbed of that. Right. If you take that away, then yeah. they've got nothing to do. Yeah. So that's hard. It's hard to, um, cause I don't like any of that kind of cert, like circumstance or whatever. Like that. It, it makes me uncomfortable to be waited right, on right, in that right. way. But at the same time, people at that, at that point found their identity in it would you be cool to servants yeah absolutely i think so <laughs> but i guess there's that point like if you if you cross that line and then they don't do anything like oh, right no, we're, we're good mates now right and yeah you're like, no, no no you actually do have to go do some shit yeah <laughs> you know you you have to like i guess keep that i guess the, the power exchange such as um gomer and sergeant carter right they they had always that clear power exchange that they knew who was in charge Mm. <laughs> and it was Gomer. <laughs> it comes back to uh, Gomer Pyle. That would it be good. Comes back. He should be on Downton Abbey. Oh, that would be really good. Gomer Pyle or Jim Neighbors comes Jim in. Jim Neighbors. Well, he does look a little bit like um, uh, Carson, you know, the, he the could head be his, butler. His American sort of uh, is, uh, distant uh, relative comes in. <laughs> well, golly. Let's, let's pitch this. Well, <laughs> <laughs> we'll pitch it. Shazam. Shazam. <laughs> I'm going to. I'm going to say, our, our we are servants to our listeners, of course. Um, that's who we serve. That's who. That's uh, that we bow down before we. We bow down. I mean, not really. I mean, my knees are bad. I'm old, but no, metaphorically, we're bowing we down are, to you now. We are bowing down to our audience, and we always thank you for listening. And and uh, we have asked some questions um, for uh, us. We asked our Twitter followers uh, at monsters of talk and at margaret cho and at jimmy shelter um and where you can reach us all um those are our, our our twitter uh handles but um we have some questions uh one of them is from a verbal the rapper who is at malcolm barrett um the question is that <laughs> those two don't almost <laughs> don't match up <laughs> verbal the rap but i'm, I'm actually malcolm barrett <laughs> But Malcolm Barrett is actually my favorite character on Downton Abbey. <laughs> Malcolm Barrett. You know what it's a little bit like? It's a little bit like Chocler. <laughs> you ever heard Chocler? The, the Canadian rapper. Mm-hmm. And there was always something very um, kind of, uh, I don't know, upper crust about Chocler. You know, where there was this sort of French kind of... Yeah, very like much, an eclair. very much. Chocler. It, it, he sounds delicious, first off. Chocler. And he's the, he was the French-Canadian... What what would you tell me once he was the he was the the French Canadian gangster rapper? Yeah, gangster rapper. But you just don't think about Quebecois gangster rap. No, no. Or I don't know why Canada for some reason does not seem like they would produce gangster rap. It doesn't seem rappy. Well, at yeah, all. it just seems um, like yo yo yo, back that moose up. Chocolat. <laughs> <You know? laughs> it just seems a little bit. I don't know, a little far north for. Um, I don't know why it seems far north for him. What are you I angry guess. about? I know. You know, it's like I would have popped a cap in that bitch's ass if it wasn't for the restrictive gun laws in this nation. <laughs> <laughs> that is, it is like what? It, yeah, what are they fighting against in Canada? I mean, I don't know. They they may have. I'm sure that we don't there know is about. some trouble, but not that much. <laughs> 
We're just it just the French Canadian gangster rapper. It just doesn't. It just doesn't seem to work. Yeah, it just there's something about fit. You know, but, but but verbal the rapper has has a question for us. Malcolm Barrett has a question. Um, it's a two parter. Um, how do you stay relevant in such a fickle industry? So that's the first. That's, that's, that's very first insightful. Part. Yes, and then a uh, second part. What's the second part of this question? Do you put out? <laughs> Um, it's just, it just totally, it's totally, it totally moves to a whole different area of, right. of, uh, of, uh, of query. Well, it is, a, it is a kind of like, um, you know, it is almost like the name and the handle. Yeah, Herbal there the you go. That's the contradiction within. Bear, it, it, Michael Bear, Malcolm Barrett. It's like how, you know, this and then that. So you've got two <laughs> different things. So I guess, um, how, how, how would, how do we stay relevant in this fickle industry? Well, um, I don't know. <laughs> we just seem to. You just, you just sort of. Hopefully, you keep evolving yeah. as an artist, yeah. and you know, you do. I think if you do what you enjoy doing, mm -hmm. then the people who like you will will enjoy that. Yeah, I think that's. that's I mean, it's right. Like the you can't predict the industry anyway. If you're no. trying to please the industry, then you'll you'll do any old rubbish because right. that's what. That's what, you know, that's what people try. They try to capture what they think is going on. But if I think if you stay true to yourself, that's the only way you can right. stay that way. I think that's absolutely right. And also, you know, you just have to enjoy yourself too. And then I'm not even sure what this industry really is because it's so many different things. Right. You know, that I don't even, I don't have a sense of uh, all being kind of one um, business. It's, it's a lot of different aspects of the self. Um, do you put out? Um, I don't know what that. <laughs> it, 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 there's not a, there's not enough uh, uh, there's not enough it's not specific enough like f put out um, for for, the, for for the business for the industry for, for yeah. people for there's no context random yeah there. there's nothing there's nothing there, there's no follow through on that there's yes. the, the, no through line that I can get I'm not sure um, I guess would yes I don't know. <laughs> I know. You're like, what's the intent of this? There's a lot. There's a lot. There's a lot. You know, to sort of uh, consider when you're thinking about putting out. Yes. Um, I, I would say yes, but I don't know. I don't. And what know. are we? What are we putting out? Are we putting out fires? Mm, yes. Do we? You know, I I've never done that. You've never put out a fire. I've never put out a fire. I've put out a fire once in front of Largo, the old <laughs> one in um, really? in Hollywood. Yeah, on Fairfax. There was a fire that was started in the garbage can wow. outside, and I um I was out there. I was it was very very late at night. It, it was probably about one in the morning already, and um I was just arriving. That's how like much of a night owl I was. I was just coming there. And was it, were you going to do a show, or you were just hanging no, out? No, I was just hanging out. I think it was a John Bryan show, and um I was walking in, and then uh, uh, there was a fire in the garbage can outside, and I um was wearing very large boots and then I I um, took off my boot and I stamped it out with my boot wow so and then I put my boot back on and then I walked in and um, and uh, all, all all I really like remember, a hero yeah like a hero but I, it was taken away a little bit because I was not aware or thought about I was wearing a uh, sort of a tank top that had the Union Jack on it mm -hmm. and uh, uh, Largo is an Irish pub Oh, okay. yeah. So okay. yeah, yeah, yeah. I, I, I walked in and I said I'd put out a fire. And then um, I think Flanagan was there and he said, We're going to start another one. Because I had a Union Jack on. Oh, right. Okay. Which is not, you know, when you go to an Irish pub, you shouldn't have a Union Jack. But I didn't know. I'm. Yeah, Korean. but, you know, I mean, it's. It, I, you weren't making a statement like, you know, um, hey, you Irish <laughs> wanker. I'm here to, you know, uh, be your overlord. It's just like, <laughs> oh, it looks cool. 
it's a cool show, you know. Yeah. <laughs> it's, well, yeah. It's kind of it's kind of like you know, kids are all right. Yeah, that's what I I, I thought, but I I had no um I had no understanding. You didn't understand. You didn't realize that you were making an over political statement with that show. Yes, sir. But no, that's but that's all in his head because that's, that's all his, he thinks. Oh, yeah. oh, fucking I'm English bastards, <laughs> get out of Ireland. <laughs> but you know, you saved their lives. Yes, I did. I so saved them. You you do put out. I do put out fires. And fires. kids are and the kids are right. I put out. Fires. <laughs> that's all. That's all we need to tell tell uh, Malcolm um, Ma- Malcolm Barrett is we put, we put out fires. But yeah. we um oh you know what I read kids are all right this week I've been reading the um, Pete Townsend autobiography. Oh yeah, yeah. And I, you know I, I haven't I haven't read it yet. It's very well. I uh, I don't want to spoil anything for you. Yeah, don't spoil it. It's very good. And um, really, I really spent like three days just kind of locked in it. It's quite a lengthy book. Right. And um, it reminded me of, do you remember when uh, you were talking about, um, oh, my friends are dead. Remember that? There were VH1 promos Mm -hmm. about 2000 or so. And they had little snippets of like interviews with um, with, uh, these iconic rock people. And there were these Pete Townsend ones. They were all black and white. They look, he's in a cafe somewhere. Fucking Janis Joplin, mate. Fucking Jimi Hendrix. Fucking Jim Morrison. I mean, they're your fucking icons. They were my fucking friends. <laughs> and it was that. And you go, oh, yeah, Pete. Because Pete's always that guy that and he's very passionate. And he'll, yeah. He'll, yeah. He'll get loud. Mm-hmm. He's like Michael Caine-like. He'll get loud. You know, they're my fucking friends. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the book is very my fucking friends, right? Well, the book is like almost like all in caps. Because <laughs> he just screaming, right? He just scream, and then oh, the wait till the doozy of the explanation about the 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 child porn, right? Right. It 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 is so. I I'm like, what the real? Wow, you know, like he really. Did you believe it? I I know some of what he said. I haven't read that part mm-hmm, of the book. Mm-hmm. I know some of what he said. Do you buy it? I don't know. It's so it's such a labyrinth the, the way that he's sort of mm-hmm. talking about it. It is so uh over explaining the the situation that I kind of I don't think I do. But they they I, the way I understand it and this is such a tricky thing to talk about, you know. Cuz aren't you careful or maybe maybe it's just me. I'm careful of anything I type in now. Mm-hmm. Because you know you can type in anything, and I feel like some fuckers reading it somewhere. Yeah, <laughs> that if you know if you even put in child or whatever, there's somebody like all right, you know, red flag, you know, mm-hmm. follow this guy home. But um, um, they never found any images on his computer, Mm-mm. is what I understand. Mm-mm. He only was doing a search on his own, um, what he considers his own child abuse mm-hmm. of, of him when he was younger. Mm-hmm. And he was looking up some stuff and it led to a website, to another website. Yeah. And he saw some images and to see it, you had to put in your credit card. And he put in his credit card and then saw some images and then immediately reported it to somebody. Mm-hmm. Like this, that's his explanation. Mm-hmm. That I, that I, that, that's the quick yes. version of it. Yes. Without yes. shouting it. Right. Without, uh, in all caps. That's the only part of the book that's not in all caps. <laughs> yeah, right. That's the, I'm just going to, shit, just quiet, just quiet. It's actually in smaller, but much smaller <laughs> teeny print. Teeny, like E.E. E. Yeah. Cummings, little, little writing. 
But it's very, um, it, it, the, that's the kind of reason why people would read the book is they were like, we want an explanation for all that stuff. So, exactly. So, you know, of course, I, I wanted it, but it, you have to get through a lot of other things that actually are very interesting. Well, the, um, the whole story's pretty yeah. wild. You know, yeah. I mean, that was, you know, when I see a band now on TV smashing their instruments, I'm like, all right, I'm over that. I've mm-hmm. seen it before. Yeah. Done it. It's, you know, it's already happened. Yeah. You're, you're pretending. Right. And it's, it's really, it's what they, you know, they, they were really, that's kind of the, the majesty of rock, you know, Especially that they were able then, to yeah. do that. Yeah. And then Keith Moon was great. And, mm-hmm. you know, that, that really that people um, forget how interesting that band actually is. You know, they have so many different aspects and there's a very kind of uh, theater operatic. And, right. You know, they're just, they're interesting. And, and he's an interesting guy. He is, uh, talks a lot about his bisexuality in the book. Yeah. Which is also pretty um, interesting too. Um but uh, yeah, the, it, it, he goes into that kind of a little bit, uh, your explanation of the, the child pornography thing, but then it gets very, it, it gets it a goes lot more. A lot more, yeah, yeah, yeah. That's all I know from that part of it. So, mm-hmm. it's a so good you, book, you're yeah. not quite buying it? I don't know because um, sometimes when, uh, I don't know, when somebody is that angry, you kind of tend to go, oh, there's got to be something else there. You know, that there, mm-hmm. he's such a... That, that his rage is such a, a very major part of who he is. And it sort of makes me think, God, he must be something something else going on. And, and also the explanation of the, the porn is so, uh, there's so many different aspects to it that it just, I don't know. If somebody right. explains something too much, I kind of think that they're lying. But you never know. I never know. Yeah, I mean, I it's, never it's his story. But I, I think the someone. fact that he was never charged with anything mm-hmm. and that, you know, they, I mean, they, and there were no images, that, that gives the slightest bit of credibility to it. And, you know, I'm not trying to excuse anything. Mm -hmm. But it's not like he had, you know, um, all these files and pictures and whatever. Right. On his computer. Right. You know. But but then, you know, then you have somebody like a Gary Glitter. Yes. Who, you know, the guy, Gary Glitter, the the glam rocker from the 70s who did the rock and roll part two, which they played at every football game, you know, Mm -hmm. forever and whatever. That guy was... That guy was kicked out of Cambodia. Like, <laughs> fucking, how creepy are you that you get kicked out of Cam- that Cambodia goes, you take that shit to Thailand. <laughs> you amazing. go, you creepy, you creepy, weird child fiddler, you. Yeah. Well, his, the guy, other guy that's that's big in England right now is the Jimmy Savile story. Yeah, yeah. Um, he was a presenter for the BBC for many years. Maybe the uh, American equivalent to maybe somebody like Dick Clark. But I think actually much, much bigger than that. Maybe a Kong... Uh, combination Dick Clark and Mr. Rogers and and yeah, because he, he he had the top of the pops, which was the you know the 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 music show, mm-hmm. which would present the number ones of of the week or whatever, mm-hmm. and then uh, and then lots of shows with children, right? Like children would write in, can you you know I want to do this, and he would it was called Jim will Jim fix, will it. fix it, and right. he would arrange that fantasy for the child, yes, but he'd also give them a nightmare. Yeah. By you know doing horrible things to so him and, and and over years and years and I, and I guess the question is who knew who covered it up once again it's like that it's like that that um the the school with the coach and mm-hmm. on a grander scale the Catholic mm-hmm. Church right. who knew and who went well I can just keep it quiet right and because you know we need to protect our image or whatever but what what a creepy old bastard well he, he it's uh, I think he well, the count of people that came forward to to talk about how he Wilson was like. 450 people 450 Jesus 450 people how when did you have time to do to do t- to do that many TV shows <laughs> like that I mean it's, it, it's a work ethic that 
other, you know, rapey people don't have, I guess. But I guess, but that that just was like so alarming. That's so many people. <laughs> so many, and I then know. it's so many. How many times do you have to cover that up? And you know, I mean, it's just, how how does it take this long for 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 people to come? Because the guy died towards the end of uh, 2011, I think. Mm-hmm. And then this, and then another. Like he was on the BBC, then another news organization, and another another network in Britain. Uh, did an expose about it. Mm-hmm, mm-hmm. But yeah, if there's that many people and it's going back to the 60s, yes. it's amazing that nobody, I wonder if people did speak up and it was just sort of they quiet just and fired down or, or, or hushed up or yes, whatever. Yeah. Or but I mean, off. the victims, I wonder if people yes. didn't listen to them or, you know. Probably. I mean, it's just really tragic, you know, and, and really insane. Is Gary Glitter still alive? J- Jimmy yeah, Savile yeah. is dead yeah. now. So Jimmy J- Savile's dead. Uh, Paul Gadd. Gary Glitter is alive, and I don't know if he's in jail or not. Is he? Was he? Because he keeps having. Yeah. I think he's back in the UK, but I mm-hmm. think they keep finding shit on his computer. Right. And um, he was in. Well, he was in Thailand, or he was in Vietnam and Thailand. I mean, he. he, he, he there were some countries that banned him because mm-hmm. he was just so, like mm-hmm. you know, evil mm-hmm. there with the the young children. But yeah. Um, um, it's just horrible to even think of that stuff. Yeah, and and then and the fact is that you know he was such a bizarre looking person mm-hmm. in the seventies anyway with that big bouffant sort right. of I think it was a wig even and just mm-hmm. his his glam kind of mm-hmm. you know shiny outfits and stuff like that and but you know yeah. it's just. It's yeah, he's strange. he's he's. I don't know if he's in jail or not. I think he's had repeated offenses. Mm-hmm. Well, I, I think he's they, under watch. They 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 let him back in the United Kingdom. I mean, I guess I don't know. I mean, maybe he has to. Maybe he's in prison there. I don't know. We we have to find out. Yeah, we have to find out. But how, that's how does he stay relevant in this fickle how, industry? How does does he put out? He <laughs> play. I don't know if he puts out. Let's take one more question from our uh, wonderful listeners. Um, now, uh, we have a, a question from at Maggie Donahue from Facebook. Uh, what is Margaret's favorite Korean dish? I don't know. <laughs> They're all good. They're really, um, do, you, do you like Korean food? I've had some with you. Yeah, we've had some. Um, it's all good. I, 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 I don't know enough to have a favorite. I like, I've enjoyed it all, but I you. like sundubu, which is um, the the hot soup. I don't think we've had that before. It's like a hot tofu soup. It's very spicy. Oh, wow. And uh, it's very good. Them. That's what I like. I also like spam casserole that my mom makes. Um, she makes uh, like kimchi and tofu, and then she'll put it in a, a pot of water with spam. Wow! And it's so good. Do you like spam? I don't think I've had it in a long, long time. It's very salty. Not as salty as um, Vegemite. No, Vegemite is very. It's like it's just it's all salt. Did you ever eat that when you were? Oh, um, I still eat it. Yeah. You like it now? Do you oh, have I, some I at home? It. Yeah, I love it. Yeah. Is it like balsamic vinegar or is it like a vinegar reduction? That's what it looks like it's to me. It's yeast is what it's called. It's a yeast extract. So it's very and full it's black, tasting, it's like black, a rich, rich and, full and taste. It's, yeah. um, and it's, it, it, you have to ba- basically be born mm-hmm. and eat it. Mm-hmm. You basically, it's like indoctrination. It's like you grow up eating it and you don't know any different. Yes. If you have it as an adult, you'll probably not like it. Most people don't like it mm-hmm. because it's just such a bitter salty taste is it like bovril it's sort of like there's a there's a connection to that yeah yeah but it's just it's just really it's just this but i don't know why I, I just love it 
You just, I, I think it's maybe you, you eat it with like butter and toast. You put it on, on, on uh, butter and toast or crackers or just a, a sandwich. Mm-hmm. But it's not a meal. It's a spread that you put on stuff. It's not. Yeah. It's not like you would. Oh, I'm going to eat some Vegemite. You wouldn't ever do that. But you put it like. You oh, put it on some like toast. A savory. Toast and Vegemite, crackers and and Vegemite. You know. I'm gonna. Um, I'm gonna try some. I'm going to Australia soon. Oh, good. I'm going to try some when yeah. I go. And you've never had it. I've never had it. Oh, okay. But yeah. I've just looked at it and I've 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 pondered it and you know I think it's time. Yeah. You. Yeah. Well, that's. Yeah. Well, let me know how that goes. Yeah. I'm gonna try. Because you may be in. Yeah, I'm, I'm, I'm not going to, I'm not going to say, I'm not sure if you're, you're gonna not going to spoil it. No, I'm not no gonna you're not going to give it away. I'm not going to spoil it, but I, I, most people don't like it. That's the thing. We'll try it. It's got a, it's got a, it's an acquired taste. Okay. Okay. Well, we will let, let our listeners know how it goes. And um, I, I want to say thank you so much to Jim. Thank you, Jim. Hi, thank you. <laughs> you can follow us on Twitter at Margaret Cho at Monsters of Talk at Jimmy Shelter. You can also listen to us um, at soundcloud.com and um, you can subscribe to us on iTunes, right? That's it. Yeah, we're on iTunes. Subscribe, listen, laugh, yeah. enjoy, we, have fun. We, um, we love you and um, we will be back next time. Thanks for listening.